We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. I want to thank you for joining us today. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, and we are delighted that you have joined us for this episode of The Blessing from the Valley. And we hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, Keep in mind, we do two podcasts a week. And if you're just now tuning in for the first time, we welcome you. And we do hope and pray the podcast will be a great encouragement to you. Why don't you share it? uh, Get it out there if it's an encouragement to you. And uh, we would uh, certainly be a part, want to be a part of someone's encouragement in a day or in a week. And so obviously that is the desire uh, and uh, the constant, some of the things that we'd like to see happen because of this podcast. So welcome today. Uh, we want to look at uh, in the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. And I want to just look at what all was contained in the fall of man, or we could talk about the fall of man. Um Genesis chapter 3 is this great chapter. Uh, Of course, uh, we know what the Bible teaches here, that the man and woman, Adam and Eve, sinned against the Lord. But uh, just more than that, let's look and see what all took place and learn some things from this uh, in this podcast. And so uh, maybe finish it up today. Uh, Maybe we'll have to have another episode on this thought. But let's look at the what was uh, contained in the fall of man, or let's look at the fall of man. Genesis chapter 3, let's read several verses here. The Bible says, Now the servant was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall, not, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. We're going to stop right there, but we want to look at this thought. What are some things that we could look at here and learn from the actual fall of man? Uh, Let's look at this. And let's see how we could learn from it. We find here, number one, there's a pattern here. There's a pattern here of sin. You know, sin takes a pattern. And I want you to notice, we find here in this passage that the voice of the tempter, there was a temptation. Uh, There was a voice of this tempter. Now, not only was there a temptation, there was a voice of this, this temptation. Here's what has to happen. That voice or that temptation has to be heated. And we see that the, the woman here heated to the temptation. She heated to the voice. Then I want you to notice this. There was a tampering with God's word. We know that Satan uh, tampered with God's word. He quoted some of God's word, but he definitely quoted uh, some words out of context. And he definitely uh, 
ask the question, yea, hath God said? In other words, put a doubt in the mind. And that happens when sin takes place. We start doubting when the temptation is heated or the voice is heated. Uh, then we understand that there is a there is a conflict. There is a there is a tampering with God's word, and uh, it absolutely this is a pattern of sin. And then we see there was a mission of God's wrath. He did not. Uh, she said, "Look, the Bible's God told us that if we take of this fruit, that we would surely die." And what did Satan say? "All oh, thou shalt not surely die." In other words, he omitted any consequences or any wrath based on the decision she made. And isn't this always the pattern of sin? We never think about the consequences of it. And so Satan always talks about how good sin is and our flesh and, and the lust of the eye and the pride of life always makes sin so wonderful and great, but it's never shown what really takes place. And so there's no doubt about it. There is a pattern here for sin, and we can learn a lot from this right here in this passage. But I want you to notice, number one, I want you to look at this little word, deception. Here's what de the devil said. The serpent said, you shall be as gods, as one yourself. Think about that. Think about that. Think about how tempting that was to mankind, that she could be told that she could be as God. Now, there was great deception here. Now, here's what's amazing. The devil actually said some things that were true. The Bible says your eyes shall be open. They were open, but see, he turned that like, oh, there would be that would be a great thing. No, it was, it's an awful thing that our eyes were opened. Uh, the the truthfulness of the deception of serpent of the Satan uh, got all of our eyes open because Adam and Eve sinned, sins passed upon all man, and so yes, there was a time before man fell that there was a utopian world. They didn't know between right and wrong, so their eyes weren't open. They didn't need to be open. So Satan definitely deceived, but also. We see here that one of the reasons why Eve wanted to take of the fruit is because she said it would make one wise. So see, Satan did very well here at deceiving her. She said, you shall be as gods. So he deceived her. He, she was decepted by the serpent in verse 5. And then we see in verse 6, notice the Bible says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and then also gave to Adam. So we see that not only that he deceived her, but she yielded to the deception in verse 6. Think about that. So we find here in this passage great deception. By the way, that is still going on today. The devil's the great deceiver. The devil knows how to use words. The devil knows how uh, to paint things uh, in this life that would typically look good for the flesh, good for the eye desirable, something maybe good to eat, maybe it makes us feel good. But we have to be careful because the Bible says here that uh, he, he was, she was deceived. So there was great deception here. So we learned that from the fall. And by the way, Satan is still deceiving. He's still deceiving people. I've said this many a times. Uh, we've said it many times. Think about rat poisoning. Uh, the things that are closest to error, the closest to poison are the most dangerous. If you look at the active ingredients in a rat poisoning, you'll find that it's very small. Most of that is edible. Why? Because the rat's not going to eat straight-up poison. It has to be deceived. And the devil loves to add a little bit of truth, to a lot of truth maybe, to a little bit of error. Why? Because he's the great deceiver. We find that in the fall of man. Not only that, I want you to notice this. We see deception 
uh, in the fall of man, but we also see the consciousness of wrong, or we see really uh, the loss of innocence here. Now, this is very, very important because we understand because of the loss of innocence, we, first of all, we know they knew they were naked in verse seven. Then they hid themselves. Now, they realized they were not, they were innocent up until this point. And see, this is important. This is what has implications on us down, down the road. Uh, we've all sinned. Why? Because Adam and Eve sinned. And that sin is passed upon all mankind. And so they realized that they were wrong. They realized their eyes were open and they realized they were no longer innocent. Why? Because they knew they were naked. Their eyes were open. And then they knew how to, they, they needed to hide themselves. Now, prior to that, there was no reason for them to hide themselves from God. But see, that's what sin does. Sin always gets us to realize we lose our innocence. We know there's a consciousness of something wrong there. No matter how we try to rationalize it, we know. We know there's a conscience wrongdoing there, and we know there's a loss of innocence. We find that right here in the fall. Then I want you to notice this. We not only see deception in the fall, in verse number five and verse six, we see the wrong, the loss of consciousness in verse seven. Why? Because they were naked and they hid themselves. Then I want you to notice this. They realized the consequences of God's holiness. Why? They heard the voice of God. Now, they had never been scared of the voice of God before. In verse number 10, the Bible tells us, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Now they realize they've heard the voice of God. And they hid themselves. Why did they hide themselves? Because they knew that they had sinned. They knew that they had disobeyed God. And doesn't this the same today when we do something and we are tempted and we yield to that sin, we know it's a shameful thing. It's something that we are ashamed of. It's something that we realize that we should not have done. And yes, we understand that there are consequences to our sin. There is a conscious consequences of God's holiness. And this is the very reason why that the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth to pay for our sin because of the holiness of God. God requires holiness, but yet we're sinners. We have sinned before a holy God. But I'm so thankful that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so we learned this in the fall. We learned that there was great deception. We realized there was a consciousness of wrong or they had the loss of, of innocence. And then they also realized that there was a consequence of God's holiness. They hid themselves. Now, I want to talk about this on the next podcast, but uh, I hope and pray that we'll understand from the fall of man that these things are still going on today. The great deceiver. We need to be walking around at, as wise ones. Why? Because our adversary, the devil, seeketh like a roaring lion whom he may devour. He is the father of all deception. God bless us. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.